And until I had that figured out, what was the key that pulled all of these characters together in the, in the present moment, there was no story. It was just sort of these exciting things that happened. But in, once I figured out what it was and who did what that triggered these events, all of a sudden I had a story. Taylor Stevens. I am the New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of the Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers. And this is the Taylor Stevens show together with Steve Campbell. And uh, today Steve has the topic and he's going to throw it at me. So I have no idea what's going on. What's going on, Steve? Uh, well, today's topic is a writing related topic. And we're going to talk about the critical nature of the inciting incident in fiction. It's something ah. that we all hear about, we all read about, we all think we know what it is, but I'm not entirely sure that we all do, including myself. So let's talk about uh, what exactly is an inciting incident in fiction? Why is it so darn important? Okay. So, um, you know, you and I, we we talked about this a little bit off air before this subject, right? Yes, we have. Um, this, I think that's where you're coming from with this, right? Yes. And let me, okay. let me tell for listeners, let me, let me tell why this, why this came up because okay, cool. you read something that I had written and you were very kind and nice and everything. And then you, you just kind of threw in that, you know, sometimes some of these story issues sort of take care of itself when you completely understand what the inciting incident is. And you said, I was reading it, trying to figure out what the inciting incident was. And it's not this and it's not that. And it's not the other thing. I really couldn't figure out what it was. And, you know, maybe that's a problem. And it totally was. It, it was a completely a light bulb moment for me when that happened. And so I, th I thought that'd be a great show topic. Okay. So um, this is actually something that I wish I would have figured out like five books ago. It would have saved me, <laughs> saved me a, lot of, a lot of problems because, you know, when you're writing fiction, everything has to tie together and has to make sense if you don't want it to be sort of an episodic story, which, I mean, there are some stories which work as episodes, but it doesn't have that sense of coherency, that narrative arc that most readers are looking for when they go into a story, which means it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And when the beginning, the middle, and the end of the book all tie together, and you're like, you have this sense of, ah, this feeling of completion and satisfaction when it's when you're finished reading it, because our, our minds are searching for that, those patterns and, you know, that, that sense of this is done is finished. For so long, when I heard the term inciting incident, I sort of like, in my mind, it's like this thing happens and our hero goes off on his journey. And that to me, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't till many, many books later that I realized that the inciting incident uh, might even be a misnomer. Like that, that's just maybe how some people call it. But really what it is, is a, a single event or a single thing without which none of the characters in the story would have come together. And um, when you and I were talking about this before, I gave an example of The Catch. You know, for readers who haven't read my book, The Catch, it's the fourth in the series. And in it, you know, the story opens with our heroine in Djibouti, northern Africa. 
and she's passing herself off as a boy and she's just kind of staying low and she's working as a fixer for this maritime security company. They put guards on ships passing through Somali waters. And she's kind of gotten on the bad side of the guy who owns the company because she has been hanging out with his wife. And so he's, you know, his wife has said a few too many good things about her and he's gone all the time and he's thinking, I need to get this kid away from my wife. So he basically blackballs her into going on this journey with him. And when she's on the ship, everything goes boom, as they do in thrillers, and then we're off and running. So reading that, you know, it's really easy to think that the inciting incident would be that this guy makes her go on the ship, but it's not. Because there are other other things that happen in the story. And when she's on this ship, she finds out that the captain of the ship has value to the people who are hijacking the ship, and she escapes with him. So the real question, the real thing that ties everything together isn't even shown on the page till way, 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 way later in the book. And you find out that the, the captain had done something that triggered the events that caused the hijackers to come after him and which triggered him to need an armed escort and all these different things. So the inciting incident almost doesn't even happen on the page. It's, it's just the thing that propels the story so that all the characters on the page came together. So every story has one. And sometimes it's not even in the story. It's the backstory. It's the history. It's a decision that somebody made or an event that took place. And that, that inciting incident or whatever, it's like the sun. And every character, every motivation, everything that's happening in this story is, is planets or moons or part of a solar system that, that are revolving around this sun, and it's, it's what's driving the story. So sometimes what happens is that an author will go into writing a story with this idea in their mind of what's going to happen. They have a beginning, they have a middle, and they have an end, but they don't have how everything ties together. So it's a little bit of this person's story and a little bit of that person's story, but the inciting incident is missing, that one thing that drives it all forward. And so it, the story tends to feel a little blah or a little bit like the author's just throwing the characters into one bad situation after the other just to make the story exciting. So in, in my particular case, I um, maybe accidentally... <laughs> pulled all of this stuff together so that there is a real inciting incident. It's just I, I came to it from a different angle where I kept asking myself, well, why, why, how, how, over and over until everything made sense and all tied together so that I didn't have any episodic elements at all in the story. But it would have been so much easier if I'd realized the concept from the beginning of saying, what is the one thing that pulls all of these people into this, sucks them down this black hole of whatever the story is, because without that, the story isn't cohesive. It's not pulled together by the gravity. So um, that is my take on this whole inciting incident. All right. I, I have a couple of questions. First, a cleanup thing that I'm just I'm not sure about. You've you've used, used the term episodic element. You, you earlier used the term episodic in another way, but now you, you mentioned episodic elements. What does that mean, an episodic element in a story, and why is it a bad thing to have them? Oh, gosh. These are concepts that are so hard to explain because I understand them instinctually, but I don't actually have the 
the words that you're forcing me to think, Steve. <laughs> um, okay, so the best, the, the first time I heard this told was when I was learning how to write, and I was reading the Gotham Writers Workshop, and I believe that they talked about it in there, and the way they explained it, if memory serves me correct, is that if, you know, a mom and their daughter started off on a road trip in, like, New York, and they're driving to California, and along the way, just one thing happens after another, after happens after another, and happens after another, and then they get to California, and the story is over, then they just had an, a series of events that don't at all tie together. The only reason they tie together is because they were in a car and they were trying to get somewhere. But the, the beginning and the end isn't connected at all. But if along the way those series of events are somehow tied into someone trying to thwart them from their end goal or um, someone who they're running from and is trying to steal something from them along the way or if they know something and these things happen, then all of a sudden they're not episodic because they're, they're strung together in a, in a way that the end will tie down to the beginning. And when they escape it or they don't escape it at the end and they reach their destination or don't reach their destination, it's clear that somehow that had something to do with why the story started at the beginning. So um, why is it bad for it to be episodic? Um, I think it's because it's not a story. It's, it's just a series of things that happened. Whereas when it has a beginning and an end and those, the beginning and the end are connected in some way, then we have a story. Okay. I, I completely understand now, and I'm, I'm going to rehash it a little bit. Um, I, there's a series of books that I am embarrassed to say that I'm still reading. It's, uh, one of those authors for whom their books immediately go to the top of the bestseller list. Uh, they don't stay there very long anymore, but uh, they still go there. And I just really like this character, so I keep reading the books. And there are periods in the story where nothing is happening. Literally nothing is happening. And what you describe, the episodic nature, those are episodic scenes. And it just it makes me want to just close the book and toss it aside, but I, I know I'm going to want to read the next book, so I need to figure out what happens between this book and the next book. And I don't know why I want to read the next book. I just like these characters, but I completely get where you're coming from now. So when, when you have um, that inciting instant figured out inside your head, and you know how all these things, it's like a single cause, and it's, it's like a, a single track. It's a pathway. You're they, even if you're, if you're writing multiple people's storylines, they're all going to have to somehow interweave with that single pathway to get to where you're going. And so in a case like that, where an author has these episodic events and stuff, it's not, all is not lost. Uh, if, if you have that type of work, you just have to find a way to understand and guide the reader to understand how they actually matter in the life of the the characters to the degree that it's part of the actual story that you're writing about and not some, you know, let's say you have character B and, you know, he's on a quest for, to solve a problem. And then he takes a trip to a town to visit an old friend. And that old friend visits with him and it shows a little bit about character B's life, but it has nothing whatsoever to do with his quest. That's episodic. But 
if he went to visit this old friend and this old friend gave him some information that didn't even mean anything until towards the end of the story, all of a sudden that little venture off into a, a side trail, it's not episodic anymore because it all ties together and it makes sense. But if it doesn't tie together, then it is episodic and it's not part of that inciting incident. It's not part of that, that sun, that gravity that's keeping everything circling the story. All right. You mentioned earlier that you sort of came to this almost magically. It's like it, it just seemed to be there in your stories. Or you, you Initially, I get, I get the impression that initially you didn't have an inciting incident, and then maybe a second draft or something, or halfway through, you, you maybe said, oh, I need this inciting incident. Uh, so th- that's a prelude to a question. When okay. do we as authors need to have that inciting incident? Is it before we, we start sketching out the story? I would say yes. Well, I mean, if you're if you're a plotter, the type of person who plots, then yeah, absolutely. You should have that before you start sketching it out or in the process of sketching it out, always have that in mind of, well, what is the key thing that is pulling all these characters together? Um, if you're a pantser, then it's even more important to have it because that means that that'll prevent you from writing yourself into, um, you know, corners or for spending months telling a part of a story that doesn't actually have anything to do with the story that you're trying to write. So if you at least have that, that one thing of how, how this happened, why, why is, and and it came to me really strongly um, with a story that I'm trying to build that in which the past um, plays such a, place there's so much weight from the past in the present but there's that question of why now why is the past coming to bear upon the present now and until I had that figured out what was the key that pulled all of these characters together in the in the present moment there was no story it was just sort of these exciting things that happened but in once I figured out what it was and who did what that triggered these events all of a sudden I had a story and um, and so, yeah, it is it is something that I think it was highlighted to me. And I realized, like, oh, that's the inciting incident when I was reading a book. And honestly, I don't even remember the name of the book anymore. But it was it was a guide to telling stories, 22 steps or I don't know what. And it was way over my head, mm-hmm. which most writing books are. But I'm usually able I usually do pull in, you know, one or two good key things. And I think that was my one reading insight from that book that sort of changed the outlining experience for me is is really keying in on what is the single thing that pulls all these characters together without which this story never would have happened. That's good stuff. And it was incredibly good stuff when you pointed out to me that the need for this inciting incident that I thought I understood, but I didn't until you explained it to me. And now you've explained it to our listeners. So we all thank you. Well, you're welcome. I was wondering if, you know, I know that it's so much easier for people to actually get it when there's details involved. Like when I pointed out to you in your story, until I did, you, it was vague. Mm -hmm. But so I was wondering without giving anything away, if you'd be willing to share a little bit of what it was in your story or how, you know, I don't know. I don't want to put you on the spot, and I am putting you on the spot so you can say no. You are totally putting me on the spot. (laughs) 
and and I'm not sure that I could remember it all that clearly. There, I, I'll try and I'll try and describe the story in a nutshell. There's a uh, my character, who is a female private investigator, is asked to go to a political banquet. While she's there, she sees something that's going on uh, that shouldn't be going on, and that, in my mind, propels the story forward. But that's not the inciting inc- incident, as Taylor pointed out to me. You know, what, what was the inciting incident? It's not her being asked to go to the party. It's not what was happening to the political candidate at the party. It's something that happened prior to that. And I have the inciting incident clear in my mind now, and it's the reason that this event was being held. There was another politician who was forced to resign because of something that happened. That becomes now part of the inciting incident, and the rest of the story makes sense because there are all these questions. When I got this back from my editor, her questions over and over again were, I'm not sure why this would have happened. I'm not sure why that would have happened. And as I'm reading it, I wasn't sure either. And uh, Taylor obviously wasn't sure either when she read it. So now that I understand what that inciting incident was, something that happened in the past that caused all of these other events that caused, that also then caused what was going to happen at the event that was the actual story, then it all made sense. Right. And so it makes it easier at that point that when your character starts bumping into other characters and we know that she has a history with them, it makes it easier at that point to clarify what that history is and to clarify why she sees or knows what she knows. And those were all pieces that were kind of missing before. It was a fun story, but it was, it was surface. And so now you have the tool to go back and add the depth and the detail and, and tie it all together in a way that makes it really cohesive. Yes, and this is a very short story. It was like 4,000 words, and it's not. I don't think it's going to take many additional words to clear all this up because uh, most of it is in my mind what the reason for all these things to happen. And there are a couple of additional conversations that are going to have to happen. Really just a couple of additional lines of dialogue, I think, will clear up a lot of this. And that's that brings me to something, and I know we don't have time for it on this show, but I would like to talk about it in a future show, is um, how easy it can sometimes be to fix what feels like huge story problems in terms of character or um, or plot motivation, etc. So let's let's keep that in mind because it sort of ties into this whole inciting incident concept. Well, let's just do that next week. All right, we'll do that then. Okay, it is Thanksgiving week. If you're listening to this on the Tuesday, it comes out. It is Thanksgiving week. Do you have big plans? Me, um, you know, Thanksgiving is lots of food and cooking. Yes, it's like the one week where I actually get up out of my chair and go cook. Oh, you cook? You're cooking? <laughs> I actually, awesome. believe it or not, which is shocking to a lot of people, I'm actually a really good cook. I'm, I'm a garbage can chef, which means I can open the refrigerator and just basically pull everything out of there and find something delicious. I don't really follow recipes, but I make a badass turkey. <laughs> well, I do too, and I'm, I'll be cooking the turkey here. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone that's in the United States. If you're elsewhere, think of us while we're eating our overeating our turkey and, and pumpkin pie on Thursdays and we will be back again next week. See you next week guys. Thanks so much for being here. <laughs>